This episode of the 501st cast is dedicated to three 501st Legion members who passed away in July. Bill Warren, BH7718 of Bloodfin Garrison, Steve Young, ID5979 of Southern Dubac Garrison, and Charles Flynn, TK1427 of Mid-South Garrison. It is with honor that we induct these three troopers into our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Vader's Fist. This is episode 76 for September 2013, and I'm your host, Nikki, DZ8397. And this is Scott, SL9854. The 501st Legion is currently at 6,580 members with 11,090 approved costumes in the Legion. In this episode, we have a bunch of new honorary members to talk about. We report that Legion members bleed, but don't worry, it's for a good cause. We celebrate children in Costa Rica and remind you that Star Wars Reads Day is coming up, so stay tuned. We've had several new honorary member and friend of the Legion induction since our last episode. Ian Dosher, author of William Shakespeare's Star Wars, was inducted as an honorary member of both the 501st and the Rebel Legion during a signing at Powell's Books, Inc. And if you still haven't heard about his new tome, we'll have a link to it in our show notes. We're also looking forward to his next work, The Empire Striketh Back. Last month at Space City Con in Texas, Chris Gerke was made our newest friend of the Legion. Chris has been a longtime Lucasville volunteer, uh, a general convention volunteer, and a personal guide for Steve Sansweet at numerous Star Wars events around the world. He's also a big fan of charity, Star Wars, and the 501st Legion. Members of the Southern California Garrison and the Rebel Legion inducted Kevin Pike recently as a 501st honorary member for his work on Return of the Jedi as a pyrotechnician, location supervisor, and special effects artist. So welcome, Kevin. Artist Christian Wagner, most known for his upcoming Reflections, Star Wars calendar, was inducted into the Legion by the George Garrison at Dragon Con this year. Earlier this month, Badlands Garrison inducted superstar voice actress Grey Delisle as an honorary member of the 501st Legion. Although probably most known as the voice of Scooby-Doo's Daphne, she also provided voices of Padme, Ventress, and Shakti in the animated Star Wars The Clone Wars cartoon plus numerous other voices for various Star Wars video games. And a belated welcome to 501st Honorary Member Camilo Garcia Casar, the Spanish voice of Han Solo and Clegg Lars, and Gene Hackman, Harvey Keitel, Gerard Depardieu, Anthony Hopkins, Leslie Nielsen, and Tommy Lee Jones, the busy man. He was inducted as an honorary member earlier this year. 
And speaking of honorary members, although Steve's also a full member, if you hadn't heard, Steve Sansweet, a.k.a. TK6590 of Golden Gate Garrison, his Star Wars collection housed at Rancho Obi-Wan is now Guinness certified. He has made it into the 2014 Guinness Book of World Records for being the owner of the largest collection of Star Wars memorabilia. Well, it took him long enough to figure that out. I mean, we all did that years ago. (laughs) So we'll have a link to his latest StarWars.com blog post. And he's also invited museum members to join him at Rancho Obi-Wan on November 2nd for a special World Record Night celebration and fundraiser. You can check out all the details of that at RanchoObiWan.org slash members slash WRN. Wow. Big congratulations to Steve on that. Definitely. Well, as a special surprise for the 501st cast, since we were talking about uh, Rancho Obi-Wan and the uh, Guinness Book of World Records, we thought we would reach out to none other than Steve Sansweet himself and get a little more information from Steve. So I'm uh, I'm happy to say Steve is here with us. And hi, how are you, Steve? I'm just great. Oh, excuse me a second. I have to go polish the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, the, is the glare still hurting your eyes? Oh, oh, the glare. Yeah, I'm afraid it's not a medallion, or and I haven't even gotten a certificate yet, but uh, there it is in the book and online, and wow, the publicity has been amazing and really totally unexpected. Um, this has been in the works for 14 months. We've had to keep it secret as part of their deal, and um, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't think you can look anywhere right now and almost not see it on, you know, Facebook or someplace. Uh, you know, obviously the Star Wars blog places, everyone is talking about it. So it's really, congratulations, it's really uh, an amazing thing. Well, thank you. I mean, what what really excites me and Ann Newman, who's the general manager, and Consetta Parker, who's our PR and marketing person more than anything, it's it's not the size of the collection. Wait a second, this is beginning to sound like an Indiana But really, it's not the number of pieces, but it's what we do with it. And the ability we have now as a nonprofit corporation to be able to have people in from all over the world and just um, become even more the center of Star Wars fandom. Uh, Before, you know, it was difficult when it was a private collection um, and the way it was set up to really have many guests, and I I had to turn down a lot of people. And I was also working full-time for Lucasfilm. So it's just worked out um, really well. Uh, Rancho Obi-Wan has been a non-profit uh, for two years now. In fact, we'll celebrate our second anniversary as a non-profit uh, with our big first-ever fundraising party on November 2nd. And um, the timing and then you know, adding on to the museum and then redoing it in a way that made a lot more sense as a tour because it's not just like going to a museum. It's a three-plus-hour guided tour by me with all of the stories and the anecdotes and the craziness behind so many of these items. I mean, the tour could go on for 10 hours if I sort of did on a steam. Well, then there's no fear of uh, landing on us, uh, getting stranded on a deserted aisle with your three-hour tour. Uh, no, no. So <laughs> no chance whatsoever. And that's another great thing is that Rancho Obi-Wan is so close to San Francisco, and so many people come uh, from all over the world to visit the city. We're like a 50-minute drive north of the Golden Gate Bridge. We're a half hour away from our beloved Skywalker Ranch, uh, where right. I worked for many years. And so it's... Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful area, and um, and 
who realized two years ago what this would become? Right. No, it's a it's a it's a fantastic location, and I know uh, you know a number of people that have been up to visit, and I hear nothing but you know rave about it. I mean, I've seen you've you know you've taken parts of the collection to celebration. Uh, you know, so I was at Celebration 5 and Celebration 6, and I remember seeing everything at Celebration 6 specifically. I know, I think you took some of it even to Celebration Europe, right? Yeah, they asked us to come over yeah. to Germany, and that was, uh, uh, do we really want to do this? <laughs> right. Uh, is this going to be okay? We're, we're not going to, we literally didn't know where Rancho Obi-Wan experience was from May 13th through July 5th. It won't Wow. When we got an email that, gee, we have a little problem here with customs, which quickly got resolved. But, um, right. it, it, it was, uh, it was a little uh, harrowing, but everything came through well. It's all finally back. It just arrived back here recently and we've been unpacking, getting things back on the shelves. But you know, when things were gone for that long period of time, I had to find other things to fill the shelves because we still had a lot of tourists. I don't know where to put all the cool stuff back. Because there's stuff all <laughs> over the place now. <laughs> One should have such problems all the time. Right? Well, you know, it has to be pretty fascinating. I mean, when I think about it, Star Wars is such a huge pop culture thing. And there, I know there are just tons of collectors. I mean, I have a friend in Bakersfield that has a crazy room. I call him Rancho Obi-Wan Jr. Because it's just massively filled with stuff. And so for you to have this collection, and I realize it's been amassed over years, but um, to me, that's just mind-blowing how many uh, items. What, what was the... Did you say that there, w there was a total of items counted now? or Yes and no. I mean, Anne right. came here from Texas, and she thought it would take about six months to inventory the collection, and that was oh, about eight years ago. Right. And the total number, it's actually a little higher now than the Guinness Book says, um, but the total number in the database is about 94,000 items. But we estimate, and I think it's an underestimate, frankly, that there are more than 300,000 unique items in the collection. And the, wow. the fact that the editor-in-chief of Guinness, World's, Guinness World Records from the UK was over here himself to supervise the photo shoot and saw it, made it possible for him to feel comfortable in putting that 300,000 number in the book. And that's really a lot closer than 94,000. Right. And as I said, and counting. And if we ever get it all inventoried, well, I mean, it's nonstop. You would have to, you know, I think you'd have to have a team of inventoriers. Right. I think I made that. <laughs> <laughs> but you... I mean, it, it's um, it's an incredible amount. It's uh, it's sort of the reference collection. There are a lot of people that have other um, uh, kinds of collections, and they have you know more props or or more prototypes of this. Sure. This is and and always was meant to be a collection showing how Star Wars, as you noted, became such a major part of worldwide pop culture. In fact, probably the most significant. Um, single pop culture phenomenon in the last 50 years. And in recent years, I've heavily, heavily gotten into fan-made items and and Star Wars original art. Um, I've always been a big supporter of artists who have, uh, who have tried to break into Star Wars and have connected them with both Lucasfilm and licensees. But the fan-made objects, to me, show how Star Wars is different than any other phenomenon like this because 
people have such a love and passion for Star Wars that they turn their skills and their time and their attention and their money into making things. Everything from, you know, a $10,000 two-year-in-the-making R2-D2 Right. A, uh, a one from looking at a um, someone did a felt um, Mickey Mouse ears cap that looks like a rebel pilot, and I, I love that stuff. It, right, it's it's amazing, and so we highlight all of that kind of stuff from the original action figures through through the fan made love of uh, of Star Wars. Right. Well, as I said, I I have seen a few of the items when you've had it, you know, at celebration and whatnot. But since this is the first time we've had a chance to talk to you here on the Five O First Cast, I have to ask a couple of questions that you probably get often, but I'm going to ask anyway. Is there is there a favorite item? Is there one that just stands out that when you see it, you're like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen, Star Warsy? Well, there's a lot of things that are very cool, but I think. The most significant item to me is one that was made a year before the movie came out. And it was a banner that they didn't know how to market Star Wars. I mean, Fox and movie theaters and nobody was interested in this strange movie. (laughs) um, The guy who headed marketing and licensing and publicity, a guy named Charlie Lippincott, was a comic book geek. And he said, let's bring it right to the fans. So in 1976, a year before it came out, he did a bunch of fan conventions in the early days. He did San Diego Comic-Con, which was only in its sixth year, and he did Worldcon that year that was in Kansas City. And with him and in the photos that we have, you see this hand-painted large banner with uh, a silk screen of Starkiller, who is uh, sort of the composite character in George's original draft, and this hand-painted logo. And I was told, oh, somebody at Island did that. Well, right. Ralph, Ralph McQuarrie, who we all know and, and love, the, 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 the key to the look of the classic Star Wars, was here about six years ago, and he said, I remember painting that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wait a second. You painted that banner? He said, oh, yeah. He said, that's my original logo. I still like it better than the one they came up with. Oh, wow. Me, awesome. I guess, yeah. To me, I guess that is... You know, because of what I did at Lucasfilm for 15 years, because of what they pioneered decades before the rest of Hollywood decided to go and 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 recognize geek culture, that to me is is a very important piece and piece that I really relate to. Wow, that that's that actually kind of gives me chills just talking about it with Ralph McQuarrie and whatnot. So that's that's got to be something for you. Amazing guy, an amazing, amazing, yeah, yeah. So uh, on the other hand of that, I, there, I know there, po- there can't possibly anything you dislike personally, but is, what's the strangest, like what's the oddest thing you feel is in the collection? Is there any one thing that stands out that you're like, well, that's interesting? Um, how young are the people who listen to <laughs> <laughs> There is an item that Lucasfilm licensed in 1999 that I still can't believe they licensed, and that is the... Jar Jar Binks Monster Mouth Tongue Candy. This was this alleged lollipop that was hidden inside a plastic Jar Jar mouth, and when you push on the stick, this thing, this tongue, cherry-flavored tongue with dimples all over it, like a certain... I don't know. It's like, what the heck were you guys thinking? I mean, holy cow. Yeah, it, it to me is like, 
the the grossest item ever licensed. <laughs> but you've got it. I've got it. I love it. In fact, yeah. unfortunately, I had a whole I had a whole um, display of twelve of them. Right. And they were melting, and so we get volunteers here. Thank God for the. I mean, the Bible first, both Southern California and the Golden Gate Garrison. These guys and women have been. So cool, along with a lot of other fans from all over the world in volunteering. But so we had this volunteer here for a day. I think it was, I think it was, I stuck the wife or the sister. I know the sister of a, of a Golden Gate Garrison member. She said, yeah, I'm here. I'll, I'll do anything. I said, um, would you mind wrapping 12 jar jar tongue candies? <laughs> because they're leaking and melting, and and she spent the day and did this wonderful job in entombing. <laughs> oh my goodness! For the posterity, you know, like right, right. That's weird. How did you spend your day, dear? Oh, uh, well, Ma, I don't know that I really want to get into it. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's awesome. But now everybody can come and see these wonderful. Right, the the jar jar tongue candy, which reminds me, Scott. You owe us a visit too. I know. I you know, I keep telling my wife. I'm like, I gotta find time. I gotta go. Yeah, bring her up here too. She'd enjoy it, you know? and she would say, you know what? As long as you don't get this crazy, I'm okay with whatever you collect. I, I have saved more marriages, I think, by doing tours for couples than right. just about anybody. <laughs> That's got to be the truth. Okay, so I have to ask this question because I was thinking about this. Obviously, Star Wars is a huge has had a huge impact not on you know I mean on everybody's lives in my opinion I can't watch a TV show without some kind of a Star Wars reference but obviously on your life as well so so prior to Star Wars what was sort of the the science fiction love of young Steve Sansweet what was the you know the the movie or the book or the thing that you loved the most prior to Star Wars well i grew up loving science fiction um uh Friends of my parents, uh, one of the guys on the block was one of the early subscribers to the Science Fiction Book Club, and that goes way back. And he oh, yeah. gave me all the books after he finished them and let me borrow them. And I just got hooked on Heinlein and, and Asimov and, and all of the great creators. And then um, a lot of the non-fiction books with paintings by Chesley Bonestell and and the space program was starting. And so I got heavily into that and there was little difference in my mind between what was really happening and and the science fiction that that sort of spurred a lot of that and um and so i grew up on the space program and on science fiction i loved all the cheesy tv shows the you know, <laughs> space cadet and, right uh, just all that stuff and and then it all died away just like western sort of died and right and, you know, and then we had, you know, 2001, and that didn't make a lot of money. So, once again, space movies or science fiction or science fantasy, every, that was all dead again. And that's why Star Wars was such a surprise to Hollywood and to so many people, except for the fans who knew it was coming. Um, and it just, you know, it's been with us ever since. And so I I, I love science fiction and, and fantasy in general and and always have I. I don't know that I would have the world's largest Tom Corbett collection, right? <laughs> it can only be three hundred pieces, but uh, Star Wars is a little different. 
<laughs> right. Uh, that that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I've been a fan of anything science fiction from the first day I can remember. So, you know, looking at these, I have a very modest collection of anything sci-fi. It doesn't matter what it is, from you know old Buck Rogers uh, serials to you know whatever. And I, I just I love it. I have a, I have a Buck Rogers one of the uh, the one pop up pop up books from the 30s and. Nice. And I used to have a whole space toy collection, but, you know, frankly, to fund some of this stuff and to fund Rancho Obi-Wan, we've been selling that off and it's mostly gone from over the last 10 years. Right. So so tell us a little bit. I know that you're having, uh, you mentioned it at the beginning, you're having your first ever sort of um, um, charity event at Rancho. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is all about? Yes, on November 2nd, and you can get full details at www.ranchoobiwan.org. We are inviting everyone to, number one, if you're not a member now, become a member. And then it really is a donation, and the money that we raise for Rancho Obi-Wan, I assure people, does not go to let me buy more Jar Jar tongue candy. <laughs> not, not of it is used to buy collectibles. It goes to... Right. Legal and insurance fees, it goes to maintenance, it goes to, you know, all of the mundane things that you have to do uh, in order to maintain um, a museum. And and we need help. I mean, I am not a rich guy, despite what people must think, that I'm a multimillionaire or that companies give me all this stuff, neither of which is true. And so this is our attempt uh, at a fundraiser. We were going to have lots of guests. We have James Arnold Taylor doing part of his one-man show Live, we have uh, Denise Vasquez and Randy Martinez, two great um, artists who are also vocal artists who are going to be providing entertainment. We've got an amazing swag bag, a a a bounty hunt for um, that that will result in you getting uh, 15 trading cards if you figure everything out. Of course, we're going to help people figure <laughs> things out. Sure, a sketch from uh, artist Lee Cozy and uh, and some other cool stuff and. A chance to spend, if you're up for, up for it, seven hours uh, in the museum at Rancho Obi-Wan, plus great uh, food, booze, uh, I mean, uh, liquid refreshment, um, uh, uh, just just all kinds of, uh, of food and drink and fun and um, and the camaraderie of being... You know, with fellow Star Wars fans, we are well, and that's it. That's it right there. I mean, it sounds like such an exciting event are, because of that. We are limited because of the size of the museum to a maximum of 125 guests, and yeah. um, we have now opened it up. We first had it limited to existing members. It is now opened up to uh, anyone and everyone. And as I said, all of the details are uh, on our website, www.ranchoobiwan.org, and Frankly, we appreciate all the help that we can get. It's uh, it's not easy. We're still in, despite what the government says, uh, rough times. And so, you know, we realize it's not the easiest thing to do, but we appreciate Sure, absolutely. And I do want to mention that I know that uh, you have a special swag bag for people that are attending that night. And I also noted that uh, you even are offering people can still make the donation if they can't attend and get a, a swag bag. Uh, as well. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because there's a lot of yeah. people who said, "Oh, you know what? We, you know, our travel budget and you know buying a ticket and all, you know, and oh, sure. I live in France and but I just love the swag. Is uh, a lot of it is very particular to we're calling it the World Record uh, Party and a lot of it is very particular to the Guinness World Records with Rancho Obi Wan 
In fact, we had to license their logo for some of this stuff. But um, it is possible to make the donation and get the full swag bag, including the trading cards, which then you don't have to go on the bounty hunt, although you'll lose the fun. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, so we're, yeah. we're all about being as fan-friendly as possible. We always have been and always will be. Because I'm a fan, man, and that's yeah. where it all comes from. Well, I, you know, Steve, I could keep you on the line for so long because there's so many questions I'd love to ask about, you know, your uh, um, involvement with the 501st, the fact that you're actually a member of the Golden Gate Garrison, etc. cetera, uh, you know, but I know we're limited on time as well. I'll tell you what, Scott, let's do this again sometime. It's fun. I, I enjoy it. I would love to. And, yeah. No, I would really love to. So, um I'm uh, I'm going to say thank you very much for joining. Uh, we're going to put up uh, the links to Rancho Obi Wan on the show notes here of the Five Hundred First Cast, and you know let people uh, obviously take a listen. Uh, and I just want to tell you that uh, personally, I, I'm. I'm actually really proud of what Rancho Obi-Wan is doing for the Star Wars fan community and what you guys are doing with your fundraising and charity for you know local schools in the community because that is the kind of dedication to community that I think continues to inspire our members within the 501st Legion to make us uh, what we are today as well. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for your time. It's been great. Yeah, so thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. As many of you are probably aware, actor Peter Chewbacca Mayhew has been wheelchair-bound for some time now due to difficulties with his knees. Well, finally they were able to develop replacement knees in his size, and he had a double replacement surgery back on September 9th. Yesterday, he posted that rehab is difficult, but necessary and going very well, and that he loved getting cards and care packages. We'll have his address at the rehab center in our show notes, so be sure to check it out if you want to send a quick hello and... Uh, what not to Peter Mayhew. Yeah, so and a speedy recovery to our favorite Wookiee. Definitely. Yeah, I've been following his Facebook posts and how they had to make a a special walker for him, a special extra right. long bed. There's like all right. these things that you wouldn't you know, think of to begin with, but need to be specially made for him so he can recover properly. Oh, and I know this has been, uh, you know, he, they've been thinking about it for quite some time, so I'm glad to hear that it was finally able to happen, too. Definitely. And there's, actually, we didn't mention, um, they had started a Kickstarter campaign, which maybe some of our listeners had seen on the 501st Facebook page, um, for to fund a documentary that's going to be following Peter through this whole process of, um, you know, talking to the doctors to try to figure out if they can get uh, knees made that are big enough for him through the surgery time and everyone who was waiting for him and need the waiting room and through all of his recovery time. There's going to be a whole documentary, this whole process. Um, so, right. so we'll put a link in our show notes to, um, to all those details as well. That would be great to see. And in an amazing show of support for Monash Children's Hospital, Terror Australis Garrison member Scott, TD4857, will be walking around the entire country of Australia. That's a staggering 9,000 miles. And he'll be doing it in his sand trooper armor. So it's- Yikes! <laughs> for sure. So take a listen to this message from Scott. G'day, I'm Scott Loxley, I'm 45 years of age, I come from Greensboro, Victoria, I'm an ex-Defence Force member and it's my aim to raise as much money and awareness as I can for the Monash Children's Hospital. I'm storming Australia for the Monash Children's Hospital and what that means is I'm walking around Australia 15,000 kilometres, roughly 9,000 miles, in a full Sand Trooper Star Wars costume. 
Monash Children's Hospital is Australia's third largest children's health service. They provide care for over 30,000 children every year. They're building a new hospital at Clayton. I really want to support them. Please support me by donating online. Have a look for the link down below. And as you just heard, his walk is a fundraising effort for the new Monash Children's Hospital, which cares for over 30,000 children every year. Construction of the new hospital will start in 2014 and will be completed in 2017. This will increase the number of beds and will help meet the needs of children and families in the community. We'll have a link in our show notes to how you can help support Scott on his walk, as well as links to his social media pages. It's really awesome. This is not the first uh, time I've read about somebody doing something like that, and I'd like to see uh, you know, the sort of um, determination that a lot of our troopers have in, in finding interesting ways to fundraise for charity. So this is a really great thing to read about. And next up, we'll have some Jawa shout-outs for two members of the Galactic Academy who've been trooping with the 501st since 2008. Zoe, CDZ0098, started trooping when she was just seven years old. And Saffron, or Safi, as she's known, CDZ0099, started when she was five years old. We'll have a link to a video of the Jawa shopping during a food drive trip and to a trailer for a 501st movie that Zoe is working on. Plus... They recently got to be on stage with Weird Al in Washington, Pennsylvania. There's even a free book with uh, mission reports of their troops as Jawas available on iTunes, and we'll have the link to that in our show notes as well. Thanks to Mike, TK5351, for letting us know about these Jawa awesome members of the Galactic Academy. That was a sad Jawa shout. Sorry, Jawas. Yeah, it definitely looks like those girls were having a lot of fun. And, I mean, they've been trooping in the Legion almost as long as I have. It's, like, amazing. Right. And next, we'd like to offer our congratulations to Bast Alpha Garrison members Jeff, TK5738, and Danielle, ID5718, who were married on Saturday, September 14th. We wish them a long and happy marriage. Nice. Hi, I'm Mark Wolf. I'm a Lucasfilm artist and an honorary member of the 501st Legion, and I want you to listen to the 501st cast. From August 8th through August 11th, Midwest Garrison stormed Wizard World Chicago Comic-Con with the help of the Rebel Legion and the Mando Mercs. Over 30 Garrison members were in attendance helping out at the booth, walking around posing for pictures and being part of the Meet the 501st panel, finding droids in the droid hunt, and being targets in the Blast-A-Trooper game. Also in attendance were honorary members Amy Provenost and Dave Dorman. A big salute goes out to the several troopers who stood in the line of Nerf Fire for Blast-A-Trooper. They were able to raise almost $900 for the Christmas for Kids in LaSalle County, a program that's designed to take children in need uh, shopping for clothing before the holidays. So thanks to Phyllis, ID 1591, for that report. And a new convention has arrived in the city of Bakersfield, California, that focuses on collectors and collecting. And a newly minted squad, Southern California Garrison's San Joaquin squad, was on hand to kick it up a notch. 
Being its inaugural year, it was expected to be a very small convention, and it was, with just 20 vendors and three fan groups represented. But from the time the doors opened at 10 until almost closing at 5 p.m., there was a steady stream of attendees coming and going through. The organizers of the con held raffles throughout the day, with raffle ticket proceeds benefiting Relay for Life. Toward the end of the con, the organizers held a costume contest, awarding the best costume $50. And Rebel Legion member Barry, also known as Old Ben Kenobi, was selected the winner. And he re-donated the winnings to the Relay for Life team, who was present on behalf of the Star Wars clubs. It was a great end to a truly worthy cause. Excellent work to the members of the 501st Rebel Legion and Twin Sons organizations for attending and lending their support in helping fundraise for Relay for Life. Thanks to Derek, TR1767, and Christopher Thomason for that report. Last month, a joint effort was launched by forces from our Polish garrison and the Rebel Legion's Eagle Base. They decided to carry out a first Star Wars-themed blood donor encouragement event in Poland in order to share the force. The event, named Give Blood with Star Wars, took place in the city of Elk. Patrols of Legion members handed out leaflets informing the public about the blood drive. Uh, after trooping, both sides of the force also donated blood. About 30 liters of blood were collected during the event, and we're going to have a link to a couple of photos from this event in our show notes. Thanks to Adam, TK8098, for that report. Yeah, we probably should have noted that they donated while in costume, so you have to check out the picture because it's kind of amusing to see. It's different. not for the week at home. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, if you're at all squeamish about uh, giving blood, don't look. No, they're all good. And, yeah, it was. It's, it's always fun to see troopers giving blood in costume. Back on August 22nd through 25th, the Canadian garrison, with support from neighboring units, the Rebel Legion and the R2 Builders Club, took over a huge section of Exhibit Hall and hosted a mini Star Wars experience. During the course of the four days, they raised more than $10,800 Canadian for charity. Make-A-Wish Canada, I believe it was. They were also able to christen their newly built Emperor's Throne chair by having none other than Ian McDermott himself sign it and sit in it for photos. This was also the first con where I tried out my new mobile audio recording equipment. So here's a little informal trial run that I did at the pre-501st Legion bash. In other words, Friday night's group dinner. So take, Ooh. <laughs> so take a listen. Hi there, 501st Cast listeners. This is Nikki, DZ8397, reporting live from the pre-501st Legion mixer at Fan Expo in Toronto. I'm going to go around the mixer and see if I can talk to some of the 501st Legion members that are uh, having dinner here. Let's see how it goes. Hi, guys. I'm recording for the 501st Cast. You want to give your name and your TKID and where you are from? I'm Matt Dundon, TB8868 from Rochester, New York. What garrison are you with? In fact, what garrison are you in charge of? Oh, yeah, that garrison. Little-known garrison called Garrison Excelsior. Hi. My name is Heidi Dundon. I am BH5938. I remember the first time. And I'm also a Garrison Excelsior. I don't Hi, guys. I'm recording for the 501st cast. Do you guys want to give your name and your TKID and what garrison you're from? Uh, I'm Graham, and I'm a TK8311. And I'm Canadian, so I'm from the Canadian garrison. I'm Slam from the Canadian garrison, TK878. All right. Thank you. We're going this side. Uh, I'm Lindsay. I'm also the Canadian garrison, and I'm BH8491. 
All right, thank you. What am I answering? Are you with the Canadian Garrison? Yes, I am. Do you remember your TK ID? Yeah, I do. I'm Danny Qua. I'm uh, TK4662. All right, are you having fun at the dinner? Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. Hi, guys. I'm recording for the 501st cast. Do you want to give your name and your uh, ID and what garrison you're with? I'm Ken, uh, TR112, actually, I'll be TD at this point, 1125, and with the Canadian Garrison. Got to use your cheat sheet with your name tag there. I'm Lisa. I am TK2029. I'm with the Canadian Garrison. Thank you. Hey, guys, you want to give your name and your TK ID? We're not five. You're not? Your friend's Canadian Garrison? Yes. So what has been your favorite part of the 501st booth? TV. I'm working on a TV right now. Excellent. So when are you going to have that ready? By next Fan Expo, I hope? Yes, by next Fan Expo. Guaranteed, I guarantee, I, Phil Godfrey, guarantee my TV will be ready for Fan Expo next year. All right, we have that on tape. It's on record. Yeah. All right. So back to you. What did you like about the 501st booth? Uh... What do I like about the 501st booth? Well, actually, actually, the best thing I like about the 501st booth is all the friends I've made there. Everyone is fantastic. Excellent. That's usually an answer we get from, from a lot of people, that it's the friends that they make at the convention. Thank you, guys. Hi, guys. I'm recording for the 501st cast. Would you be willing to give your name and your TKID and what unit you're with? I'm Andy Pagan, SL9223, Capital City Garrison, Ottawa. Hey, right, thank you. Rob Peters, Capital City Garrison, Ottawa. TS2828240. <laughs> You're one of our new five-digit people, aren't you? You've got extra numbers to remember now. All right. Hi, I'm uh, Steve Schill, CX5809 from the Capital City Garrison. Excellent. Thank you. All right, let's work our way down over here. Hi, guys. I'm recording for the 501st cast. Do you want to give your name and your TKID? Actually, I should be on this side of the table, probably. Hi, um, I'm Phil Carboni. Okay. And what's TKID? Uh, I am TK3714. Uh, All right, and you're with Canadian Garrison, right? I am with the Canadian Garrison. That's and, in fact, you have a title, don't you? I do have a title. I am the Garrison Public Relations Officer. Excellent. All right, let's work our way over here. Uh, Andrew Bobic or DART, TB3878. You're with the Canadian Garrison too, right? Usually, yes. Where else do you go? Um, just the Canadian Garrison, yeah. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> All right, let's see who else we have. Got to get Tom now. Hi, everyone. All right, so give me your name and your TKID and where you're from. I would be Count Aztec Tom Kuntz, TI-9767 from Garrison Excelsior, visiting the Canadian Garrison up at Fan Expo. Excellent. Let's see who else we can get here. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm recording for the 501st cast. Do you want to give your name and TKID and what unit you're with? Uh, my name is Nelson. Everyone calls me Darth Nelly. I'm SL3669 from the Canadian Garrison. 
Excellent. And what do you normally troop as? Darth Nihilus. Excellent. All right, let's go on this side. All right, so do I have to wake you up or are you going to talk? <laughs> All right, how about you, Diane? What? You want to give your name and your ID and what unit you're from? Oh, it's Diane and I'm ID 5403, an Imperial officer. All right, and you're with which garrison? Oh, I'm sorry, Garrison Excelsior. All right, excellent. Okay. He's in here. Hey, guys, I'm recording for the 501st cast. Do you want to give your name and your ID and what unit you're with? And what? And what unit you're with? All right. We have a, a, a shiny here, huh? That's the shiny. Sarah Davis, TK91686, Canadian Garrison. And I'm Bill Lewis. I'm TK6063, or sorry, 6067. It's getting old. I'm getting old. Yeah, that's right. All right. I'm assuming you're Canadian Garrison, too? Yes, yes I am. Play. Okay, guys. I'm recording for the 501st cast. Do you want to give your name and your TK ID and what unit you're with? Uh, Larry Dunnett's TD4532. Been a member for a couple years now, and I'm enjoying it. I'm also an R2D2 uh, builder. All right. How many droids do you have so far? I have two droids of my own. I have uh, R2D2 itself, and I have R2D2, the Clone Wars version cartoon. Excellent. So Hi, my name is Carm Damore. I'm new to the club. I'm an R2D2, I'm an R2-D2 uh, builder's member. I've got uh, an R4 P17. Excellent. Right, let's go around the other side here. Hi, I'm Jason Cadet. I am TD7382, and I'm also a member of the R2-D2 Builders Group. Excellent. So you're Canadian Garrison, right? Canadian Garrison, yes, ma'am. Good. Oh, we got a couple different garrisons, so I'm asking everyone which one. Oh, All right. Uh, Daria Kronitsky, TR6835. Oh, Garrison Excelsior. All right, and what's your favorite part of the con so far? Oh, probably getting autographs and sketches. But it's so fun to see the Canadian Garrison folks. All right, thanks. Want to talk? What? You want to talk on the Bible first cast? Sure, why not? All right, so your name and uh, what group you're with? Uh, I'm Ken Stremla with the R2 Builders Group. All right, and how many droids do you have? Uh, here I have uh, one droid and one extra head, but in the garage at home I have five more. Whoa, all right, thank you. All right, let's see who else haven't we talked to yet. Hi, guys. I'm recording for the 501st cast. Would you like to? I am. Well, I'm going to be, you know, publishing this. So, yeah. See you. Beep, beep, beep. Those beep, beep. All right, so you guys want to give your name and your TKID and what role or garrison you're with? I am Roy Mitchell, the CEO of the Canadian Garrison, SL829. I'm Andrea Lohr, also known as Pickles, TK6093. All right, thank you. Uh, Chris Brown, and my TK number is TK3809. And what uh, role do you play? You're a Legion PR team, right? I'm in 501st Legion PR. Oh, all right. And last but not least. Rob McCauley, Canadian Garrison, 
ID number TD6305, Sand Trooper. All right, and what do you normally troop at? Sand Trooper. Excellent. All right. Oh. Oh, that's All right, so, so what do you guys think is, you know, like, the proudest part of the 501st booth? Uh, well, obviously, for us today was uh, actually getting Ian McDermott to sit in our Empress chair we just built for this year. I mean, we were planning to build it for a while now, but we actually got it done because he came this year, so... We got him to sit in the chair, and he signed it. It was pretty cool. Excellent. I'm, I'm, I wish I was there for that part. Very cool. But we'll have pictures that we'll probably post for that, right? I'm sure I'm sure you took lots of pictures. All right. Excellent. All right. So you already sent the picture to the PR team of the emperor in the chair? Uh, sorry? Did you already send the picture to the PR team for the emperor in the chair? Oh, yes. I sent that up within minutes to the boys. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we've talked to just about everybody here at the Legion dinner. And this is only the pre-dinner. We have our actual bash coming up tomorrow night in which the Emperor is going to be attending. And I also recorded some of the announcement made by Canadian Garrison CO Roy SL829 at the official 501st Legion bash on Saturday night. So here's part of that. Welcome to the Lone Star. Welcome to Fan Expo 2013. Thank you all for coming, all the way from the U.S., all the way from Ottawa, all the way from Quebec, all the way from the East Coast, all the way from the damn dirty schwa. Well, that was me. Where else do we got? All the way up north, all the way from Guelph, Thunder Bay, from parts unknown, from Beaton, only the name is slow down the street. Thank you. Thank you all for showing up. Well, what can I say? What a year. Obviously, you just have to look at the booth. It's the best damn booth at Fan Expo out of anybody. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> Whatever. They're good guys. Don't get me wrong. I like them. They're nice guys. All those ones that corporations spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on. Even got my stupid ass making some of them. <laughs> Who did it right? We did it right. It's all anybody's talking about. We should all be happy. Thank you very much. Moving on. Thank God. All right. So we had an unprecedented amount of people here. Uh, we ended up uh, probably about 110, 115 troopers this year. That's a big number. I was talking to Fan Expo. I said, next year we're going to reach out to more Garrisons, Great Lakes, anybody that's around us, even Badlands, whatever. Maybe we'll push her up to 300 next year. That'd be pretty cool. We're going to need a hell of a big change room, I'm going to tell you that. That's going to piss somebody off. But we'll make it happen. We'll see what we can do. We have 110 feet of display space this year. That's what that booth was. And we even left some stuff out. How stupid is that? So, it can get big, it can get bigger. We're thinking now, well, maybe we'll start going up. Scaffolding, second levels. Oh, yes. So, we'll see. That's next year. Who cares? This is this year. Um, how much we raised, we haven't counted it yet, but the wad of cash is about that thick so far, so that's a lot of money and a lot of change. I took that home, almost broke my arm. That was a lot of change, so that's all good. 
So we all did very well. I want to thank everybody for doing a good job. But I also want to thank those guys that went above and beyond to make this happen. Like, where's Brian Hunter? Brian Hunter, stand up. Stand up, Brian Hunter. He built that damn chair, and it's pretty amazing. He was here at 6 in the morning, got all this stuff, got it in, got it set up, then got an armor and didn't get out till 10 at night because he's that crazy. Well, we love you. Thank you very much for all that hard work. Ken Strimlaw, you stand up next. Get up here. R2 Builder Ken, we all know Ken. He built that Star Destroyer backdrop. Nothing is the and it's collapsible, and it's really nice. And though he's going to get really pissed off when I say it. You're going to stand up too, Jordan. Because Jesus H. Christ, I mean, come on. He's not going to like this, but I'm sorry. There is now a new standard in the 501st. It's called the JS standard, the Jordan standard. Because I'm sorry. Dude, you do such amazing stuff, and you helped out so many of us. You see suits and you go, that's pretty cool. Then you look at it and go, it's not right. I need to fix it. And then it's fixed and you're like, holy Jesus, look at that thing. But thank you so much for all your hard work. You, you went above and beyond, especially helping everybody out and everything. I know, I know he was fine, but, you know, respect. Everybody, a lot of people are over at Jordan's helping out, working away on stuff, working away on suits. Doug put a lot of work into, a lot of people put a lot of work in. I put a lot of damn work into, but that's just me. We all did. I got no sleep. Miranda can attest to it. We hardly slept. It's like, oh, grommets, grommets, build, build. But it worked. And we all did a good job. We want to thank everybody again for doing that. Next year is going to be the 15th anniversary of the Canadian Garrison. The logo will be revealed at the Christmas party if I get it done in time. But I figure I got six months, so there's a 75% chance I'll get it done. Right, Chris? Yeah, okay, pretty much. So it'll get done, so that means next year we're going to have shirts, we're going to have coins, we're going to have pucks, we're going to have hats, we're going to have underwear, or whatever the hell we want to put it on. So, Okay. More TJ's gitch. Yeah. So. Okay, I have a couple more announcements. So you may know we had a couple birthdays recently. It was Rob's Ryan's birthday a couple weeks back. He's 40. And in a couple days, when is it? I don't even know. I don't care really either. But Roy's 42. <laughs> you know, food stops tasting good and it's all over after that. But I have one more thing to announce. Someone in this room is going to be a daddy. Will he stand up, please? Mark Vigilant. <laughs> so Charles and I have spent the last hour scaring the shit out of him <laughs> so I'm not sure he's going home anyway uh, so come see me for pecs and coins thank you thank you Chris Brown thank you Chris Brown
I got a really rude comment to make, but there's too many kids here. So I'll tell you later, Mark. It's a good one. <laughs> so the next person I want to announce to bring up is your new XO. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he's, I think he's this guy over here. Rob Ryan, he's got his little hat on, just like me. Thank you. Rob is a man of few words, but I'm going to make him say something anyway, so it's all you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rob, for those hands, few words. There you go. I'd like to thank Rob for all his hard work he's doing. He's filling some big shoes with Chris Brown, who the merch whores are after like crazy. You could wait till I'm done the damn speech. Jesus. There's only 13. Go. Go. I want one, mother. All right, whatever. Let him go. Thank you, Rob. Rob's working his ass off to, to make Van Expo happen. I want to thank Rob for all his hard work. He's doing a good job. I wish him a happy birthday also. But again, I'd like to say thanks to everybody coming all that far away to come to the show to help out, to do a good job. We have to remember, we all work hard. Everybody's been working hard making these amazing booths. But the most important thing of what we do is everybody walking around in their plastic spaceman costumes. That's what people pay. That's what they want to see. That's why we're so cool. So, remember, even walking around trooping is a very important thing. The trooper march was great. Everybody was, oh, it was awesome. Thanks a lot. Um, okay. I hope everybody knows, right? Well, the damn emperor sat in our chair and signed the bloody thing. That was that was awesome. <laughs> you caught that. It's like Batman, like Phil, Jesus. Anyway, I worked hard getting uh, McDermott to come here to convince Fan Expo would be a good idea. And Brian Soley over there worked really hard to get his ass in that chair. So thank you, Brian. That was very cool. Do you want to say anything, Brian? There you go. He said anything. That's fantastic. He almost took me in the eye there, man. Jesus Christ. So I guess that's it. I got nothing else really left to say. We got lots more events coming up. We got more requests. We're doing Star Wars Reads Canada now. They've contacted us. Happened in the States last year, DK Publishing. That's going on. There's more big shows popping up all the time. So we got lots more trooping coming. So uh, I guess keep on trooping. Keep on being yourselves and keep on being the best damn garrison out there because ain't nothing touches us, baby. that are here because you're awesome that's why you're here from ohio and from capital city and ottawa and rochester well you're cool when you're here not when you're in rochester I mean, jesus but tell me first to tell you that yes okay as everyone knows it's rob and roy's birthday so we set up a little bit of a surprise for them <laughs> me rob 
Happy birthday. Bob says thank you too from over there. Believe me, he said it. Is that it? Hold on, uh, Nikki wants to say something. Does everybody know who Nikki Blum is? <laughs> Nikki Blum is. No, no, no. Okay, so Nikki runs a podcast. She's been part of the 501st. She literally sends out hundreds of thousands of emails a day dealing with stuff, which is insane. But she likes doing it, so whatever. So here you go. Here's Nikki. There you go. Hi, everybody. So, yeah, some of you might know me as uh, I'm the Garrison Events Coordinator for Garrison Excelsior. And I'm also DZ8397 of the 501st cast. <laughs> and I'm also Legion Events Coordinator, so I've been working with the Canadian Garrison for Star Wars Reads Day. But why I wanted to grab the mic is I wanted to remind everyone that a lot of you have come down to register last year for the Strong National Museum of Plays Star Wars Weekend, and that's coming up in November 16th and 17th, so we'll make sure to have a thread on the board if it's not there already. And um, the Strong Museum offers free hotel space, so it's a great weekend to come down. You can come down like Friday or Saturday, stay over until Sunday. It's an awesome museum, um, and we get to, you know, we're treated like rock stars. We get the hotel room, we get lunch, we get uh, passes, and and we get to break records. Yes, this will be our third year. The first two, we broke attendance records of the museum for, like, all time by having, I don't even remember the numbers now, but... So it's definitely a fun weekend, and we'd love to have as many people who would like to come down, come join us. Oh, and we also, I don't know if you guys have Weird Al concerts coming up, but we have two we could use some more TKs for. So, yeah, we'll post it all on the board soon. Thanks. Thank you, Nikki, all the way from Rochester in the U.S. of L. Okay, there's cake. So eat cake, drink beers, have fun. Remember, tomorrow is another day. There's booth duty. You signed up. You do it. You can find my foot in the ass if you did. Okay, thanks a lot, everybody, and let's uh, have a good, safe, fun night. Lots of alcohol and whatever else. So, bye-bye. It was definitely an awesome time once again. Next year's con, however, will have some stiff competition as they've booked Fan Expo 2014 for Labor Day weekend opposite Dragon Con. Yeah, so, I mean, I realize that Toronto, Canada and Atlanta, Georgia are, you know, a fair distance away, but it's definitely they're pulling from the same fan base. Right. So we'll see how it goes. Yep, lots of cons coming up these days, it seems like. So, yeah, you you can find something fun almost any time. Well, Empire City Garrison attended the Puppetry Arts Theater's back-to-school event at the Regal Cinema Court Street in Brooklyn, New York, the morning of Saturday, August 31st.
It was a great family event that helped raise awareness for the youth outreach provided by the TPAT group in the community. The um, Puppetry uh, Arts Theater had tables set up in the lobby to give out free school supplies to underprivileged children in the area. Legion members were stationed outside the theater to bring some attention to their cause, collect donations. Over $150 uh, were raised, and the ECG members, Chris, TK6744, and John, SL11249, and Nikolai, TI3957, as well as Rebel Legion's Jedi, Robert, had fun taking photos, handing out citations to guests and passersby. This was John's first troop with the ECG, and he did a fantastic job. Legion members were treated very well by their host and were given free movie passes that they could use at a later date. Special thanks to Stacy for helping guide members around and for taking photos throughout the troop. Also, thanks to photographer Drew Weedman uh, for sending over some great shots. We'll try to get the links to some of those in our show notes as well. And thank you, Chris, TK6744, for that report. In an effort to bolster recruiting efforts in the Fayetteville sector and to strengthen the Imperial presence, both Lord Maul and Lord Vader deployed to LibraryCon 2013. Several Imperial troopers and some hired mercenaries also accompanied the vaunted Sith Lords on this very critical mission that included the distribution of dark side cookies. As expected, the cookies drew a lot of attention from the locals, and of course, those pesky Jedi caught word of them as well. Several of the air quote good guys were seen handing out little buttons and other paraphernalia that of course were no match for the dark side cookies. The time eventually arrived when several Imperial citizens pledged their allegiance to the Dark Side by reciting the Sith Code. After the ceremony, the new inductees in the Sith Order were rewarded with the ultimate Dark Side cookie. The rebels could only watch in dismay as their efforts to spread peace and happiness throughout the sector failed miserably. Thanks to Bill, SL4821, for that entertaining report. Makes me want to join the Dark Side. I love cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Are they double-dipped dark side chocolate? Uh, Okay, fine. I'm moving on. (laughs) (laughs) In Costa Rica, they celebrate Children's Day on September 9th each year. But since the 9th landed on Monday this year, they used the weekend of September 7th and 8th to plan all the celebrations. Two troopers were able to head out to Barrio Santissima Trinidad, which is located in the social risk area of the city of Heredia. It's... Uh, All of its inhabitants make the effort to keep their kids out of trouble and promote safe activities such as sports. In fact, they formed their own soccer school to encourage this effort. Legion members attended the celebration in the communal soccer field and gym with the kids from the soccer school. So we'll have a photo to that in our show notes. And thanks to Grand Admiral Ed, AR5494, for that report. And Costa Rica Outpost members also had the opportunity to share a few hours with the little patients at the local hospital for National Children's Day. Five members gave out coloring books and crayons to quite a few smiles. It made Outpost members feel so proud to be able to cheer up the kids and help them remember the reason why they joined the Legion to begin with. Thanks to Lewis, SL3758, for that report. Members of the Carolina Garrison paid a visit to a little boy named Joseph in Taylor, South Carolina. Little Joe was diagnosed with leukemia in February of 2012 when he was just seven years old. He, and by extension his family, are almost halfway through the 3.5 years of treatments. His family is always looking for ways to help keep his spirits high and keep him moving forward. He visits his oncology center every week and does his chemo treatments nightly. 
His mom says that little Joe always plays with all of her Star Wars toys from the 80s, as well as all of his own and his always-growing action figure collection. She says that Star Wars really helps bring him joy, especially on the days that are really hard for him. So during the visit, the Carolina Garrison members with Joseph brought him some goodies from the Empire and also played some video games as well. We'll try to get a picture or two up from that day in our show notes. Thanks to Jason, TD5945, for that report. And for the third year, members of Garrison Excelsior, with support from their Rebel Legion counterparts, hosted a booth at Scaricon, formerly known as Scaracuse. Although it's primarily a horror convention, this year's guests happen to include Felix Silla, a.k.a. the Glider Ewok, but he's also known as Buck Rogers' Tweaky and Adam's family's cousin It, and also Deep Roy, who had numerous parts in Star Wars, most notably Droopy McCool, and is well known as the Oompa Loompa, or one of the Oompa Loompas, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Legion members ran Blast Trooper and collected donations for the Dream Factory of Syracuse, raising a little over $170 over the course of the eight-hour day. We'll have a link to some photos from this event in our show notes. How come we didn't hear scary sounds when you read that? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, it's a horror con. I want to hear screams. No scary noises, but you know, I did also get some audio while I was at this uh, con as well. With your new microphone. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Uh, So we'll have, uh, and a little bit later on, we'll have a station ID from Felix Silla. And probably in a future episode, we'll use the one that I got from Deep Roy. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Midwest Garrison headed out to Salsa Regional Library in Chicago's Lincoln Park on September 21st for a talk and book signing for author-illustrator Jeffrey Brown. Listeners will likely recognize his titles of Darth Vader and Son, Vader's Little Princess, and the most recent Star Wars, Jedi Academy. Vader and his entourage were hidden away in the basement of the library until just the right moment after Mr. Brown concluded his talk on illustrating and writing these great books. Then, with, of course, the Imperial March playing, it was the Legion members' turn to invade the auditorium. After entering, and while Mr. Brown was signing copies of his book, Legion members encouraged his fans in the queue to pose for photos and help them to pass some time. As the event concluded, Midwest Garrison was given a very nice surprise by Mr. Brown. During the course of his talk, he had made several drawings. He signed all of them and gave them to the MWG to be auctioned off for their Making Strides Against Breast Cancer event that's coming up. We'll have a link to a photo uh, from that in our show notes as well. So thanks to Phyllis, TK1951, Hoth Rebel Troopa for the day, for that report. Hello, my name is Felix Silla. I'm honorary member of the 501st, and I was the glider you walk on Return of the Jedi. You are listening to 501st Cast. Thank you. And coming up fast is Star Wars Reads Day 2 on Saturday, October 5th. Schools will be officially celebrating this on Friday, October 4th. But the 501st Legion has fielded well over 500 requests from across the U.S. and Canada to appear at various bookstores and libraries to help celebrate the occasion. If you'd like to know where we'll be in your neck of the woods, send an email to eventrequest at 501st.com and we'll get those details out to you. That is going to be a very busy day for the Legion, I can say. Extremely. I know that we've been still getting requests in from stores, and we've just had to say, 
we're already attending 18 events this day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, they keep coming. I wish we could do them all. It would be so fun. But, yeah, there's so many events coming in. So, uh, you know, hopefully next year we'll get some people sending them in a little earlier and see what we can do. Yep, I'm pretty sure it's always going to be the the first Saturday in October. So, you know, you can book us ahead. (laughs) There you go. If you're listening, book early. (laughs) Well, also on October 5th, Mountain Garrison Scott TS4149 will be a speaker in costume at the Regional Optimist Club Conference. He'd been asked to speak based on a talk he did last month at his local Type 1 Diabetic Optimist Club meeting. This will be a great opportunity for the Optimist Club to see how other groups are serving the community and to learn of Scott's personal tie-in to JDRF. Type 1 Diabetes, the Optimist Club, the 501st and Rebel Legions – So, way to go, Trooper. Then on October 12th, Mountain Garrison members will be attending the Faces of Autism Hope Gala at Infinity Park Event Center in Glendale, Colorado. During the gala, they will be auctioning off a birthday party. Plus, Scott, TS4149, will be offering a Stormtrooper helmet as well to the winner. The members will be on stage during the live auction, plus around for photo ops after the event, mingling, and in the event photo booth. Those pictures should be funny. They are hoping that they can make this gala as successful as their phenomenal results that they've brought to their yearly JDRF gala appearances. Oh, that's Scott's one busy guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, the exhibit Star Wars, Where Science Meets Imagination, is coming to The Tech in San Jose, California, starting October 19th. As most of you are probably aware by now, the exhibit explores the technologies of a galaxy far, far away, while looking at the real science behind them and the research that might someday bring Star Wars technology to life. Steve Sansweet will be at The Tech on Sunday, October 27th, to chat about how Star Wars went from film to phenomenon, and, of course, to check out the exhibit himself. We'll have links in our show notes for an article on StarWars.com and to The Tech, so you can help plan your visit before it leaves on February 23rd. Garrison Excelsior's biggest event of the year is coming up on November 16th and 17th at Rochester, New York's Strong National Museum of Play. With the help of members from Canadian Garrison, the Rebel Legion, and the R2 Builders Club, Excelsior broke all-time high museum attendance records for each of its first two events with the museum by taking the top two spots, and they're eyeing the goal of beating their own record and setting numbers with this year's event. This museum has also recently inducted Star Wars action figures into the National Toy Hall of Fame and purchased an enormous collection of action figures from Rancho Obi-Wan. There's no doubt that these folks are Star Wars fans. So keep your eye on strongmuseum.org for more information about this event in the coming weeks. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can possibly gather data from. This episode's shout-out goes to Bill Asak Warren, BH7718 of Bloodfit Garrison, who was awarded July 2013 Legion Trooper of the Month. Bill's contributions to the Legion and the entire costuming community were without equal. 
He was one of the most active members of Bloodfin Garrison, serving on command staff for several years, and his passion for Star Wars and props was well known. Bill's work on Earth was tragically cut short on July 26, but in his last days the garrison turned out in force from across Indiana. They came every day to visit him in the hospital, but also to give strength and support to his family and to one another. They shared food, comfort, and love in an extremely difficult time. In his final days, Bill brought the garrison together and reminded them what it really means to be brothers and sisters of the Legion. The July 2013 Trooper of the Month Award is presented posthumously to Bill Warren. His wife has accepted it on his behalf and dedicates it to all of Bloodfin Garrison, as she knows would be Bill's wish. Our very worthy runner-up for July included John Leopold, TK5037 of Great Lakes Garrison, and Eric Schaefer, RC6124 of New England Garrison, who both have been working for the betterment of their garrison and the Legion for years. Anna, SL2896 of Czech Garrison, who has tirelessly acted to create costumes for aspiring new members. Chris Cecil, TK7293 of Southern California Garrison, who represented the Legion with professional grace when he was assaulted by pranksters during a charity event. And Todd, TK7032, Willie, TK8964, both of Garrison Carita, they acted as first responders at an accident, saving the life of a stranger. Congratulations to everyone. You are what keep the Legion strong. Mountain Garrison member Shauna, TB24601, would like to give a shout-out and kudos to Nick, ID8980, and Bill, TK6960, for their valued photography and video skills, as well as fellow scouts Tony, TB5794, and Daniel, TB1856, for joining Shauna at the Little Biker Scout photo shoot. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com forward slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of the Legion news while driving, sitting at the office, doing nothing, working out, you know, whatever it is. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the 501st Legion or go to facebook.com forward slash the 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to twitter.com forward slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial Costuming Group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2013, Lucasfilm Limited, and trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization.